It's five minutes with me. Oh, my dear youth worker friends and a few assorted other people. Welcome to five minutes with Marco, the shortest youth ministry podcast out there. So uh, recently on a trip to Houston, I got to my rental car area and uh, because of my status with the rental car agency, I had a wide assortment of options and this Jeep Wrangler caught my attention. I used to own a Wrangler back in the day, so there was a little nostalgia in it. Driving in the rain down the freeway, a bunch of memories flooded back to me about getting fired from a youth ministry job at a church many, many years ago. And it all started with my Jeep, sort of. The beginning of the end, the beginning of the end started when my wife Jeannie and I bought the Jeep. A week later, I got called into a meeting with three power elders in the church, the board chair, the vice chair, and the treasurer. They were seriously ticked, and it quickly became clear that they were ticked that I had bought a Jeep. At first, it seemed to be about the Jeep itself. They said it was an irresponsible car for a junior high pastor, and I was setting a bad image for teenagers. I was very confused by that. They said it was clearly a flashy and expensive vehicle. I told them what they'd paid, what I'd paid, not expensive. They said the insurance was clearly going to be very expensive and it was therefore irresponsible. The vice chair happened to be my insurance agent and I deferred to him and he sheepishly told the other two about that the insurance was very reasonable. But then the real story came out. They said, you are using your wife's income to increase your standard of living, and that's in direct violation of the, of the agreement you made with us. You are deceitful and a liar. Really, those were their words. Short story, they didn't want my wife to work. With our college debt, that wasn't an option. They had agreed when they hired me to allow her to work as long as her income was used for debt reduction. What can I say? This seems so absurd to me now all these years later, but I was young and naive and really wanted the job, and my wife didn't care, and I agreed. We were paying off our college debt at breakneck speed, which provided no savings since college loans weren't reduced by an expedited payoff, but we'd never understood the deal to be that every penny of Jeannie's income would go to debt. Shorter story, my explanation didn't matter, and they fired me. They said, we care about you, and we want to make sure you're going to be okay, so we're going to give you two weeks severance pay. Really. Of all the seminars I did over the years at Youth Worker Events, one of my favorites for me was the one year the smart and insightful Mark Riddle and I team taught a seminar called The Expectations That Killed the Youth Worker. I remember Mark saying that in his experience, the vast majority of youth workers who lose their jobs do so because of misunderstandings around unspoken expectations. Ever since Mark said that, I've continually found that to be true. These days, I regularly tell youth workers that when conflict arises uh, at a church that employs you and leads to a youth worker choosing to leave or being forced out, it's always about misaligned values, unspoken expectations, or both. It's one of the reasons I always coach youth workers to talk about values when they go through the hiring process and to push hard on both spoken and unspoken expectations. Better for everyone to decide that it's not a good match because expectations don't line up than to have to deal with the damage of a bad departure. If you're having tension with your senior pastor or supervisor or church board, think about what unspoken expectations or misaligned values might be in play. 
ask them about those. It might not be too late to prevent a train wreck or a Jeep wreck. The Youth Cartel Podcast Network.